0: shit ladies and gentlemen how are you doing out there this is intergalactic interviews and this is episode 108 i think right yes 108 what it have been 107 it should have been 107 i know <laughs> believe you and me and that will make a lot more sense in one moment ladies and gentlemen but just want to let you know uh thank you for uh, thank you for listening thank you for checking it out this week last week all the weeks. Uh, voice you're hearing, of course, is myself, Jamie, MD. Some people call me Jamie. It's uh, my meteorite. Right, I got my co-host, uh, Michael Savedra, making his goddamn triumphant return. Yeah. Uh, from the From the throes of illness, he's doing pretty well now. Are, are you feeling better? I'm, I'm doing all right. Voice is still a bit, better uh, <laughs> weird. Voice still sounds kind of crazy. I'm all like, right. yeah, that's all a, right. Sounds like you. All that's right. good. Uh, and we got CMark behind the boards and uh, our guest today. He's a fantastic guy, uh, you know. Before we introduce him, though, we should probably uh, do a little bit of housekeeping here. Let, uh, let everyone know about a fantastic opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know what? I'll, I'll probably just just start talking to our guest, <laughs> and then uh, that, and then we'll introduce him properly. But uh, uh, if you just sit there for a little bit, Jerry, you can jump in whenever you want. It's sure. okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, if you're listening to this, you've been listening for a while. You already know what we're talking about, but maybe this is your first time hearing this, and you want to jump on board. This is the premier offer we can give you for isolation tank experiences this is fantastic time if you want to do something that's going to better your own body mind soul and just give you a feeling of fulfillment that nothing else really out there can you want to check out floathouse.ca floathouse.ca is where you want to go and find out all the information on isolation tank experiences what is that they said out there in unison well let me tell you right now you jump into a tank you unlock the mysteries of the universe, and you find yourself in a better place than when you went inside. Now, how can I possibly make that sound better? Just the universe unlocking. (laughs) It's like one of the best features to that. The thing I like about it the most is you get your own private private float tank room, stall, you have your own, you, you like get house coats, towels, fresh clean, everything, um, your own private shower. It's amazing. It's like one of the best experiences you can do. It's like a spa for your mind. Treat yourself. We float. You float. We should all float. And if right now you want to act on that and you want to get 20% off your next float, all you have to do is go to floathouse.ca. Michael Saavedra, what was that website? That would be floathouse.ca. Yes, sir. And what we. what you know what? I think when you go there, you should probably tell them the podcast promo code. That'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. What is that podcast promo code? If you type in II Podcast. Yes, II Podcast, and I'll get you 20% off your next float. Go to floathouse.ca right now. Do not wait. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Thanks for checking that out. Okay, on to our guest. Our guest, uh, this is a long time coming, and uh, once you realize the nature of this episode, you're going to say, God damn, that is a long time coming. <laughs> it just like, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm a huge Jack Daniels fan, as uh, you may or may not know out there. Uh, I've been following the brand and supporting it in many various ways <laughs> for a long What's time.
1: What's the most common way of support?
0: <laughs> uh, probably by ordering my classic Double Jack on the Rock's no oh, line, okay. no straw. That's good one. Double Jack on the Rocks, no lime, no straw. Drinking your weight in it. Drinking my uh, <laughs> goddamn weight. Just enjoying it, you know, in a casual nature. Just like, it. you know, that's right. Uh, anyway, we're here with our with our very good friend. And uh, our. I'm going to, I always try to do alliteration here. I'm going to say uh, the brilliant oh. brand ambassador of Jack Daniels
2: here. Wow. Jerry Joe, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up. Oh. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, How you doing
3: sir? Salute, salute. Yeah, let's get a good. cheers on cheers, that. Cheers, guys. It makes yeah. sense. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. You yeah. There you yeah. go, brother. Stoked to be here. Yeah, man. These cups are amazing.
0: Mm. Jerry Joe,
1: It's very clinky in the mics, by the way. Good. It's an FYI. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> I like to hear that. I like good. that.
0: Sounds like Julian's in the room. How <laughs> you doing, Muggs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... I should start out by saying uh, Jerry Joe comes in here and immediately hooks hooks up the situation. Just about like these glasses, Jack Daniel's glass. I don't know if you can get them on camera here. Oh, here is it it is. Both sides. Yeah, it's kind of condensation. Might not be able to no, see. Jack it. Daniel's. See it. Jack Daniel's actually in the cup. Amazing. He, got, he brought mix. This guy goes right to work. As soon as he gets here, he's like, "Looking him mitch, Can I get you mix? Can I get you this? We got oh, ice yeah. going. Yeah, There's Everybody's no messing making. around. I got this. Uh, can I show this. Is yeah, that of okay? course, of yeah. course you can. I got this amazing look at this backpack
2: Just swag big, bag
0: swag bag full to the brim
2: full to the brim <laughs> yeah. it's just like bage du suage just, as they yeah. say in
0: France <laughs> tons of stuff in here I could spend the whole episode going through it, but he's man—he's got shirts in
2: here. It might not be the best podcast, then. It's like, like, oh, look at this shirt. I'll be wearing it. it's yeah, yeah. a it's un-banging. shirt. Let me tell you about this umbrella. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just open it in the air yeah. like,
0: <laughs> Look how functional this is. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, sir, how are you doing? How, uh, I'm I'm really good. We're yeah, so happy awesome. to have you on the show, man. It, I'm really like, excited to be here. Yeah, finally. <laughs> but it's it's been a, it's been a long time coming. But we got everything everything cleared at the highest levels. Uh, yeah, that's. Every, every, it's a
3: 150 year old brand and you gotta go through the, uh, the, jump through the hoops and make sure everybody's cool and everyone's happy with, you know. I uh, certainly appreciate everything. that. So we're
0: stoked to be here. I sure. like the idea that on some level, intergalactic interviews, came across someone's desk and they are like, yeah, okay.
3: Oh, yeah, no, somebody <laughs> in Louisville today.
0: Yeah, wow, in Kentucky, nice, nice. Uh, the head
3: of our PR and legal down there was uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and nice. watching, checking out your interviews and being like, yep, yep, absolutely, yep,
0: yep. So good stuff, look at that.
3: We got to go ahead. That's good. Well, yeah.
0: just let everyone know this is our last episode. Everything That's <laughs> good. We've achieved all our goals. The black ops helicopters are coming down <laughs> yeah. now. And- yeah, um, I, I got to say, I... It's probably uh, obviously a moot point at this point, but I'm such a huge fan of Jack Daniels. I have been for a long, long time. It's it's pretty much almost synonymous with my own name. When I'm, I'm, some people have a hard time uh, being bought for with with like gifts and stuff like that. It's like for me, there's like Jack Daniels and the Habs. It's like I like two things that people are like, okay, like I like I know he likes those things. Um, Jack Daniels for me uh, is just uh a different kind of alcohol experience i some people like to drink beer and it's like a like a social casual thing and and of course i love jack daniel's in that manner but there's something about sipping jack and just i don't know it's it just puts me on like another level well it certainly
3: resonates like especially um especially when you go down there when you go down there it's um, when you're down at, in Tennessee and mm-hmm. you're at the distillery and you're meeting these people and then you come back a second time and they know your name. Yeah. They're, they're not even like paying attention to what you're doing. They're just saying hi to you. They're yelling across the grounds of the distillery. Hey, Jerry, and you're like, uh, Hey goose. Like, yeah, it's very small town. It's very, um, Hey goose. Right? Yeah. Is there a goose yeah, down there? There's a goose down there. Yeah, yeah there's a few there's a few characters down there is. that are well known. I mean almost everybody there Lynchburg itself and the distillery is so small. Mm-hmm. Um but it's 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 uh it's about three hundred and seventy one people making this stuff working down there on yeah. the distillery. So I mean there's six thousand people in Moore County but only like uh you know, just short shy of four hundred. Run everything, and, and, and uh, when you see the craftsmanship that goes into making our own barrels, and you know, you see eight or nine people on our bottling line, and you understand that that's it. There's no big factory over the hill with the Lorax protesting, you know what I mean? Like, it's like really small town craftsmanship.
0: Everyone needs um, a th-
3: need, and I think that that, I think exactly, it's the it's it's thing that everyone l- needs. It's right? like this
0: guy dropped a Lorax right, reference, yeah, absolutely,
3: but um, it. I think that uh, that resonates with the the brand worldwide. Um, I don't know whether it's just on a subconscious level or whatever, but I think there's a lot of people like yourself. You know, I get approached all the time. Oh, my belt buckle. Oh, I've had this for like 15 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. I'm a Tennessee Squire. I own a plot of land there. Oh, my wife knows that Christmas, birthday, anniversary, everything. It's always, always. I know yeah. what I'm getting. And everyone always asks, I've had a lot of them say, everyone asks, is that okay? I hope that's okay. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted. I know that's what I'm exactly getting every year yeah. for yeah. Christmas or Halloween. Not Halloween, but on Christmas or an anniversary. You get for Halloween. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll accept gifts on Halloween. Yeah. Except <laughs> he Jack he actually got to uh, what was it, a, the Texas Mickey of... Uh, Jack oh, yeah, was on Halloween as well, a there it is. As a gift yeah. a few years back. Yeah, we usually have uh, a
3: dangerous
2: gift though. It very dangerous. For well, and it's also like it's also like like the
3: bad signal too. Like you're in a place and you're like and you see Jack and you're like oh, I gotta get that for so and so
0: because they'll freak out if they get it. That's right? Exactly it like like there's so many um, positive qualities to it, but it, it's such a such a classy like I just like being um, I like being even like associated with my passion with it because. Like here's a good story, I I read this a couple of years ago. Um, maybe you could verify this I will, or, or qu- fix I'll it. I'll quantify anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, um, this author in the United States had uh, put out a, a book, and uh, the Weird. book jacket, you know, like a lot of lot of intellectual property out there. You talking about Neil Strauss? Was it Neil? Str- I don't know the name of the author, but oh, some, someone had put out a book jacket. And it was like pretty much exactly the Jack Daniels logo. The dirt. That was that it.
3: Yeah, Motley Crue, Neil Strauss. Yeah.
0: Was it, so? It was. It was the actual. Yeah. auto. Autobi- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking my head off here. That's okay. okay. No, so uh, sorry I'm interrupting. So no, no, no. Like, I'm glad you clarified. That's what I need. Uh, the well, the thing is, um, they served a cease and desist, but not in the the crazy lawyer mode that you guys were thinking at home, like, like, Oh, like, like you better stop this right now. Cease all production. It's not like that. It was like, Hey, we just want to let you know, we, we recognize that you have an affinity for Jack Daniels as much as you know, we, we appreciate you as a customer and we'll actually pay for your run. Like you're you to to redo the run or something, yeah. I was like,
3: that might not be Neil Strauss because we've always had a really good relationship with Motley Crue, and I believe that that was one of the things that we were like that our legal department were like, yeah, you know what, yeah, you guys have done more than your fair <laughs> share of supporting us over the years yeah. and like put a fair we won't into officially it. <laughs> we won't officially i i mean i can't speak to that that's something that legal to have to speak to but yeah. i know that they i because i put up my hand yeah uh, at at a conference once and i was like oh, i'm just wondering how motley Crue got away with that <laughs> and yeah like,
0: exactly yeah you yeah. know uh but we worked really well with with that band yeah. so it was an author i'm thinking now it might it probably wasn't the motley crew thing but it was probably like a little Short run publishing thing, but someone had posted the letter online, and it was like the nicest worded cease and desist. But it wasn't like it was not barely a cease and desist. It was more like, "Hey, look, we we recognize you're a fan. Yeah, yeah, If if you just put a stop to this run right now, we'll pay for your next run and just blah blah. I mean, just, you have to protect cool your IP, right? You can't yeah. if you don't. Do but how, it, how cool is that though? It, right? Yeah. So you have to yeah. defend it. How yeah. cool is that though? That for, for them like just to be like, hey, you know, we'll we'll take care of you that way, like because like you know,
3: well, I mean, amazing. it's one of, one of the most imitated. Iconic logos of all time. I mean, there's there's rarely a day I walk down the street where I don't it doesn't catch my eye, and I'm like, hey, and then I'm like, oh no, that is not a Jack Daniel's shirt, but it is something (laughs) that looks like a Jack Daniel's logo, almost like almost identical, but it's got like you know something because it's been mimicked so much. It's one of the most like
2: reproduced like rock shirts like of all time, like like, with a band name and the same thing. Like it's 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 pretty much synonymous. yeah,
0: Yeah, it's you know. For me, I don't know, like uh, I started drinking Jack because uh, I wanted to drink something that I, like at the time everyone I was I was drinking with, like when I started drinking, was like uh, they all drank their own certain brand or something like that, but yeah. I wanted to like stand out from that, I wanted to have my own taste and more importantly I wanted to have something that I knew you know, people with maybe lighter tolerances weren't just going to immediately try and steal at right. the party or something <laughs> yeah, right. like that. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm like I'm just going to go for it," and that's that's kind of where that originated, and uh, it's been serving me well ever since. I love it, man. I yeah. love it. And the thing, uh, the thing I like about the diversification of the brand is when you get into like the regular regular number seven yeah and then you have you know your gentleman jack and single barrel and yeah. deluxe and, and like or, you know uh, whatever the hierarchy is uh, yeah. in terms of the taste you, you actually do start to develop like an affinity for it and because like you know someone who doesn't drink it ever is just gonna be like oh it tastes like jack but it's like no you could definitely taste like, like the subtleties ooh, and the differences between the different styles yeah for yeah. sure i got engaged uh last last fall and uh my uh, fiance, my now fiance, surprised me with a bottle of uh, Sinatra Select. Oh, lucky you. God damn. Lucky you. So that was, that was a great weekend. Yeah, that's, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I was uh, yeah, blown
3: away by that. And uh, quite hard to find nowadays, actually. We're, yeah, I've I heard that. we're down <laughs> to our last, maybe
0: couple bottles in BC so yeah it was yeah. Uh, i was very surprised and uh the, it's got a great book the, the book inside the little book like, inside so yeah amazing yeah it like tells all the stories about how frank got involved with
3: it and, well and he was a like for me um coming onto the brand and learning more about it and especially now that i'm in an ambassador role like he was yeah. our very first ambassador like when he first discovered it through jackie gleason that's yeah yeah, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. he was sitting with jackie Gleason, he's like i want a real drink and Jackie Gleason was like, well, you gotta have Jack Daniels. Yeah. He had never heard of it. And back then it was this small fifty thousand case a year kind Mm. of rural little brand, right? And we spent the next thirty to fifty years catching up with demand because of Sinatra. He had three to six cases on his plane in a private cargo all the time. He never drank from an open bottle. He would open a bottle. Yeah, always crack a fresh one. Drank it three two one, so three cubes. Two uh, two ounces of jet, two fingers of Jack, one finger of water. That was his, it. Was his pre, Three, two, pre one, Showtime drink? He liked the clink of the of the of the ice in <laughs> the glass. It always had to be perfect. Um, he's buried with a bottle of it. I mean, that's I mean that's iconic, right? It's crazy. And when he took when he took the center stage and was like. Hey, I want to. This is the nectar of the gods, and he held it up and proclaimed that. Back then, you have to realize that everybody, there was no bigger star than Sinatra. Everybody wanted to be Sinatra, Mm -hmm. right? It was like, that's just the coolest guy, right? Um, And from that point on, they couldn't keep up production. They were like, how do we keep up with Frank? Going out and telling people that this is the nectar of the gods, right? Yeah. And fell behind production for about thirty to fifty years because that's aged
0: to perfection. And so people like that, you know, because I, I had the opportunity to visit uh, the distillery, yeah, um, a couple of years ago, and like you know, th- we're talking like in the hills surrounding yeah. the distillery are these these giant barrel houses, and and they're you know just filled to the brim with, mm-hmm. with Jack Daniels, and it's 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 in these casks that they make on site and everything like even the even the fires that are started to Turn the to start to get the charcoal that they filter it through is the fire is accelerated with Jack Daniels. Yeah, (laughs) do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's everything is so in house. Yeah,
3: it's it's crazy, it's crazy, which is why I brought up the Lorax.
0: Because when I was down there, I was um,
3: I had the uh, pleasure of touring with the there's four ambassadors in Canada, and we all went down there for our inaugural. Oh, yeah, we got the job, let's go down there. (laughs) And we uh, we sat with our master uh, distiller Jeff Arnett. And he's like, okay, usually you guys get about half hour, 45 minutes. The whole – everybody at the company was like, we got the whole day for you. You can go to the labs. You can wow. ask us any question. We got to see the car charcoal being loaded in and, like, filled the vats being filled with it, which never you can never get to see – and we got to ask all the questions, and I, I said, like, seriously, like, is there a magic curtain where it's going to peel back, and there's going to be this big factory with the hose, and it's just blasting, you know, <laughs> jack into these bottles? And it's like, no, like, that does not exist. Yeah. Everything, down to the spraying of the charcoal in the brick house has been done yeah. by the same two guys for 18 years. Yeah.
0: Like how crazy. What? And then, you know, I was shocked at a couple of things, like, when uh, you walk in, and, and you see the, uh, and they're showing the grounds, and they, and they show you the... Uh, the, the fire cars, like the old, like I'm talking like turn of the century, like fire truck engines, but like, you know, like jalopies basically. Yeah. And, uh, you, and you're like, what, what's this? And, you know, the guide's telling you like, look, they had to have their own fire crew because this that's how, f- like it's alcohol. <laughs> first of all, it's like the most flammable stuff ever. You know, like. well, it's, it's pretty funny because Jack uh, himself
3: um, was very much about, uh, that community, and whenever there was something that there he found was there was a void, he was like, "Oh yeah, I guess we should have that." So it was yeah. like, "Well, we got a fire, okay? Well, we got to have a fire brigade." Yeah, because like an oil rig. Yeah, like, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like it's oh, like a self sustaining. Have to have yeah, a fire, yeah, yeah. you know, That's and reasonable. like even Jack's association with music, he um, he was like, "Well, we have a town, we have the red." Dog and the White Rabbit Saloon, but we have no music. So we went out to Sears Roebuck with 240 bucks and bought everybody who could sort of strum or play an outfit and bought all these musical instruments and brought them to town and everybody learned how to play them. And he's like, great, now we have a band. <laughs> so the Silver Cornet Band was born and that it was is, the Jack Daniels' Silver Cornet Band, and they played Every bar opening, you know, across the land, they played every political um, stomping, whether it was Democrat or Republican, they they went and were like, okay, yeah, the band yeah. today that's introducing them is the Jack Daniels Silver Cornette Band. And he used it to promote his whiskey, obviously. Of course. But that was, that was the tie-in with music, was he was like, he wanted to be an entertainer, and he wanted to have things in the community. Same thing with the fire brigade. They had a fire, and he was like, well, I guess we don't have that. Let's... <laughs> like, <laughs> let's invest some money in protecting uh, what we have, our community. Such right?
0: a forward thinker, right? Like, if, especially if you think about the idea that you know he was rather small in stature. He yeah. was about like what 5'2", five, five, two. Two, five, two, right? Yeah. I mean, like nowadays, even that's like you know kind of short for especially <laughs> yeah. for a man. But like yeah. back then, that would have been like you know like like in, today's five seven in a rough and tumble era. <laughs> like me, five, yeah. Yeah, are you, yo, you're you're the new uh, you're the yeah. new standard. In the new 5-2, you're on the you're on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, the 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 way he went about, um, just like, just like think about how rough and tumble that era must have oh, been. Oh, completely. Right? Yeah. And you know, for one, he's it, not dabbling in a light spirit either. No, no, that's like a, that's another thing too. Like he I'm had not dabbling the dabbling at all, actually. He had oh, the gumption. Fully in. Yeah, 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 he had like the wherewithal to like think to himself, like, look, I'm I'm gonna start. Uh, this distillery. And he, oh, thank you very much. He even from what I understand, he chose the location in, in, in based uh, on the, on the water based on the
3: stream, right? Mm. Yeah. Based on the, on the, on cool. the hollow and uh, the limestone beds found within. And it's funny because um, if you, uh, obviously you've been to the distillery, but you'll see on the side of the distillery, it's really funny going there. Cause you just have this preconceived idea that this is some monster factory with, you know, probably guys in suits everywhere, and and you go there, and it's like it's so like small town, like not to say that it's not professional, but it's it's small town craftsmanship, hard work, and blue collar. Yeah, like you see the hose still coming out of the creek bed. Yeah, which is out like of the cave, astonishing. Filter like feeding the water right into where we make the stuff right and that that limestone cave um cuts down on all the minerality right takes out all the iron right because if you had iron present in a whiskey when you're aging it obviously you're gonna get rust and sediment
0: and all that other stuff yeah it just rots everything and just this does not exist it's the the that's what i'm saying the forward thinking of that because even, like, now, if someone had that, idea, yeah. like, they'd be like, well, okay, yeah, of course. But, like, back then, there's no books on this. There's no. No, you know, like, no, he's like,
3: I have a still. I'm 20 <laughs> yeah. trying to between buy a a 16 of- and 25 years old, and yeah. I
0: need to go find a place with good water. That's, and, like, you're surrounded by, you know, for lack of it, better, crazy sh- shiners. Oh, that, yeah. that are just, like, like, that's that's one of the crazy stories I pulled away from my visit down there was as you as – you, uh, head down the road towards the distillery you you start to notice all the uh, f- uh, foliage and trees start turning black yeah like black 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 yeah and and uh, you're, you're like it's just kind of subtle at first and then it's it's all encompassing and you start to realize that everything around you is like this dark dark black. It looks it, like Sleepy Hollow. That's exactly <laughs> the best way to describe it. Yeah. That's exactly it looks the best like way. Like headless horseman. Yeah. Headless sort of horseman. Yeah. It's yeah. like everything looks like Ichabod cranes coming to town. Mm-hmm. And and you're looking around and you start asking, like, like, what is this? And they're like, well, this is a natural process from from the still. Like, every time yeah. uh, the still, it, it's very natural. But it's also, from what I understand, it's very safe, right? It's, it's oh, not, completely yeah, safe. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a protective cover. <laughs> it's, kind of like a, it's like a black, <laughs> yeah. black fungus, that, no, black like fungus view, but, that
3: coats everything. Yeah, and yeah, that's black how fun- they yeah. used to track moonshiners.
0: That's night. it. They'd the forest until
3: they start finding traces of this black fungus and be like, ah.
0: Yeah. We're onto them, Which is right? crazy, right? Because, like, yeah, and then when you start using it when you start thinking of the criminal element. Yeah, like it's like the leavings of, like, you know, like some.
3: <laughs> One of the coolest things about Jack, though, is that, like, you talk about how forward thinking he was. He's not known as an inventor and he's not known as a groundbreaker. He's known, um, especially when you, when you break things down, when you start breaking things down, you start looking at each individual aspect of what he did. He was just an innovator. Completely. Right? Very much like Steve Jobs didn't invent a lot. He just chose the best things and put them together. He, I mean, there was 15 other distillers in Moore County um, who were charcoal filtering. He didn't come up with the Lincoln County process. He just changed out his tar- charcoal twice as much as the rest of the guys. That's why his whiskey tasted better. The square bottle. I mean, he th- th- he started... You know the square bottle because he wanted he saw it and was like okay. And him and his nephew Len Motlow debated over whether or not it should go in there, but he wanted it to stand for him being a square individual, meaning that it, it was equality and fairness and and the the clearness of the bottle, the clear bottle itself, so that people could look and see the quality of right, his whiskey. a lot right? of bottles
0: were like uh, amber and, and yeah, and what and green. I mean, like, yeah, yeah.
3: everything that he was doing there, like using a proprietary yeast, most. Most people were using the same kind of yeast strain. We still use the same yeast that he was he was using back there back then, um, which affects the taste of Jack. I mean, if you smell Jack, you smell bananas. That comes from yeah. the yeast that we use and the compound of the yeast um, that we still use. Where many many companies are now using dry bagged yeast, and they're all using the same thing. Um, so he wasn't really a, a, an inventor or a creator. He was more of an innovator. He was more like, okay, let's take all of these elements. Put them together, and that's something that we can yeah. all stand behind,
0: right? That's right. Because like Steve Jobs never actually like like did the heavy lifting, so to speak. <laughs> no, like like he all. did You know, like everyone likes to like throw all this stuff on him, and like you know, he, he was again, he's a forward thinker, but like he didn't do the like the hard lifting and, and all that stuff. But like the ideas behind that um, are echoing for generations now. They're, they'll always they've impacted our world forever. Yeah. And you think about like now there are. There are distilleries being set up that are running on essentially second-generation Jack Daniels. Like what's the one we were talking about recently, Savedra. There's some some distillery where they're using old Jack Daniels
2: casks. I'll tell you this.
0: They're like, oh, sorry, not casks, but barrels. Barrels, 80 percent of the
3: 80 percent of the
2: world uses our barrels. Barrels, yeah. right? Like, we well, use like them. even even just like craft beer companies yeah. and stuff. They they all. That's what I get. Mean, yeah.
3: We can only use them once,
0: and then we sell them. Um, so these barrels are are created. Should, should just like let people know, like the creation process behind the barrel is so amazing because you're a, first of all you're a third generation barrel master. Right, right. You're, you, you all you've known is making these barrels. There's no glue. There's no nails. Uh-huh. It's it's only binding. Staves. With, staves. Yeah, yeah it's just taking the staves.
3: Bending, binding, charring, toasting. I mean, all that stuff is done in house and it's done like literally by hand. You watch these guys. Put together a barrel and like it testing it for leaks. And then you see them like one guy when we were there, we watched him for about 20 minutes and he was just sweating. And he was like taking these little, it looked like almost like strips, they almost yeah, were like, so thin, they were so thin, and he was kinda, like. Yeah stuffing the cracks with them and, like, hammering them in with a mallet and was, like, kept just compiling these little strips of of sugar maple oak and just to make sure that it was perfect and was, you know, it was going to fit. And he was checking the bunghole and making sure everything was... I mean, it's just to go down there and watch that and you're like, wow, like, this still exists today and it doesn't really have to. Yeah. You know, Um, but the thing about Jack is they... His his one of his major quotes, and if you go into his office, it's hanging on the wall. Is like every day we make it, the, we make it the best we can, and so the company has always stood behind make, the way that the best way that we can make it is the way that we've always made it, mm-hmm. and that's not by taking shortcuts, not even even for technology's sake, even for industrialization's sake. Let's just
0: do it the way that Jack did it. Yeah, which is super cool. Which is like so cool, and you know just to kind of you know, book, book, and this kind of <laughs> like little history lesson we're giving people. Uh, I read recently that did they, or did they not find the safe involved in Jack's in office? So it was in his office. And you so can
3: go down there and kick it yourself.
0: So maybe people don't know <laughs> how he, <laughs> sure, okay. so, <laughs> so, so, uh, so
3: it's, it's actually, it's when you go, when, a funny you, story actually, when yeah. you, when you go there, uh, you get to walk in and there's Jack's desk and his office and everything. Um, Jack, um, Found that his nephew Lem Malo was really good at business and the day to day operations and Jack uh, was to the point where he wanted to be more of the entertainment side of things He wanted to have parties he wanted to entertain he wanted people to come and hear the Silver cornet band and host um, celebration of the community um, and and share the love so yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. with what he was doing so he kind of took that sort of elder statesman role where he was he went he sh- went away for a little while and he showed back up in town with like, you know, uh, a knee long uh, waistcoat and a dress coat and a hat and a tie and he was very he went from this, you know, small little guy working his whiskey still to suddenly like hey I'm the man about town and yeah.
0: and I'm going to entertain everybody looking like Wyatt Earp and, and
2: Tombstone
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> or vice versa I mean, probably right? actually Yeah. Right? yeah. probably based so, him on
3: very Wonka-esque very Wonka right? that great <laughs> With, Gatsby, like, whiskey Wonka maybe? whiskey Wonka but very Wonka-esque uh, you know come to my community let's all share the love I'm going to show you a good time I have these saloons um, so Lem Motlow his, his nephew was put in charge of the day-to-day stuff and one of the things that came with uh, Lem taking over the, the uh, day-to-day was that he changed the combination on the safe. So, excuse me, so he, um, Jack showed up one day, went into his office, and he couldn't quite remember the, the combination of his safe anyway, so he's like fiddling around with it, and he got more and more frustrated because he, he showed up early, nobody else was there to help right, him over right, there, right, right, yeah. and he got so mad at the thing that he kicked the safe. Well, time goes by, and uh, and. You know, the foot gets infected. The toe gets infected.
0: And what year is this roughly? Roughly, so, um, uh, I believe it's 1906. So it's like turning the sentence, so like a, an affected toe is like might be game over.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, like you broke your foot. You
3: broke. He broke his toe. Toe. Um, yeah. Got blood poisoning from it from the safe, and now it's starting to spread. So. Uh, Over the next uh, five, six years uh, It spreads up Uh, They do some amputations on Jack It finally spreads up to his hip And they can't stop it anymore And it claims his life Um, And uh, sadly, I believe in 1911 It claimed claimed his life Um, But The two ironies of it are, well, one irony and one sort of inside joke, I guess. And, one, <laughs> and the third cool fact. Yeah, I hope I, you say
0: this part because what I said earlier, it's a funny story. Now it sounds <laughs> like I'm just laughing story, at yeah. his demise. Yeah, if, if shit, the, the running gag at,
3: at, at Jack Daniels, the running joke, they'll tell you this every time you go there is, so the moral of the story, folks, is don't show up for work early. It just might kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second irony of it is if he had soaked his toe in, his, in some of his own whiskey, it would have
0: saved his life wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Right? It would have yeah. disinfected
3: the what It would have saved. Them. Uh, and third is that the actual black label, like you have, uh, along with the clear bottle back then, uh, the labels on all the bottles were white. Right. Right. Um, the actual black label on the bottle is said to be designed by Len Motlow to kind of, um, Memorialize like mourning, mourning uh, yeah. the passing or the upcoming passing
0: of. Uh, I didn't know that of Jack, of Uncle I didn't Jack. Know. I do know that you know, especially the bottles that are bottled on site, like at the White Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the they're green, right? Mm-hmm. The green labels. You yeah, well green the green label goes to support our troops.
2: Mm.
3: Makes in the sense. States, so they're basically our not troops, not right? our troops, but that, well, they're the, no. They're, uh, well,
0: I speak for the company. I speak for the troops. Yeah, that's right. They're pretty much our troops yeah. up here in Canada too. I, I don't think you know. There's that's, one, they, they, that's not much of a stretch. Until they the invade about, us. Oh, <gasps> how oh, dare, oh dare you The thing it. about Jack is
3: that <laughs> it's, got, uh, it's got a panel of tasters. It's not, it's not aged. There's no age statement on Jack. It is aged, but there's no age statement okay. on, on Jack. We don't bottle it according to an age. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a cross-section uh, blending and a tasting with uh, people that have been tasting it all their lives, including uh, uh, Lynn Tolley, who's uh, Jack's great-grandniece. Um, and they decide, after a certain amount of blending,
0: what is Jack Daniels? I have a cookbook signed by her, I the think. The yeah. Miss Mary Bobo's cookbook. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a Mary <laughs> Bobo's, uh, uh, that was one of the best dinners I've ever had. Did you life. have the fried chicken? I did have the fried chicken. Yeah, One of the greatest dinners I've ever had in my life. It yeah, it's fantastic. so good. My fiance and I were, were down there, and it was just one of the most amazing. We went immediately from, uh, from the distillery right across the, I mean, don't have to walk very far in no, that town yeah, but uh yeah, yeah. right across the way went right and sat down to dinner and one of the most amazing experiences ever it's just beautiful it's, it's people pre- yeah pretty mind-blowing how small it is when you get there yeah that's when you were saying earlier about like just how if you think about the global impact that jack daniels has yeah on on this earth and, and culture um and like you're saying the the amount of people involved that actually make it and and when you see the process like you're saying like there's no giant hose cauldron nothing no like that. there's no no
3: machine pumping out barrels no at all. No, like, no no
0: it's like it's all hand you know it's like if you think about that comparatively if you look at like i don't know like dell or like chevron or yeah or like or apple or, or something like that right. where you're like these different industries these, yeah these major major brands that are like having this pop culture influence that are like they look what they have to do to have that type of level of influence. Whereas like Jack Daniels is like just this tight, cohesive unit that's been doing it the same way for 100 years. Well, I think a years, similar yeah. comparison
1: would be like classic beer companies, right? Like you look at like a Molson or a Alexander Keiths, whatever. I'm yeah. like, yeah, they have a tradition of what they're doing. But again, you pull back that curtain and who knows, like the full process is, is not as, you know, traditional as you would want it to be. Right. Like, right. It's like giant vats of giant things. And it's yeah, they
3: have their original, like in. some of these people, um, but there's some, the of, some of these companies have their original story that they go by. Mm-hmm. And then you go there and you're like, Oh, okay. But now you're this gigantic oh, beast yeah. of a machine. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't do it that way anymore. And you know what I mean? Well, you like you've can got, if
1: you want to keep that problem, you've margin. got your
3: history, your kind of your, your museum walkthrough. And then it's like the reality with Jack, one of the reasons that I stand proudly behind it is you go there and you have the kind of museum factor of it. And then you go and you're like,
0: and it's still this small Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they still do it. Like it's, it's, and it blows me away and it (laughs) It blows me away. How, uh, blows me away how knowledgeable you are. Obviously. I, I mean, I'm sure it's part of the gig obviously, but like you're, you could tell like you're not just, these aren't like, uh, these aren't, uh, Cliff notes for you. You're no, you know not, what you're talking not about.
3: Speaking points or talking points. Um, even even when we talk about um, even when you go down there. I mean, there's a commercial out right now called Our Town, and you can look online and you can see it, or it's on TV quite a bit, and it's showing Lynchburg itself, and mm-hmm. it says this is how many people are in Lynchburg, or this is how many people make Jack Daniels, and then they show the town, they show all the people that work <laughs> there, and then it's got the empty field with all the empty chairs, and it says this is how many people will brag about it. Yeah. And that's literally the attitude that we carry when we go out globally, when the company goes out globally, that's kind of how we, you know, I'm representing 370 plus people down there, Mm -hmm. you know, that just go and do this because their great grandfather did it and their grandfather did it. Multi-generational, right? Just, you know, and you go down and you talk to them and they're like, my first field trip was here and this was more important than my first day at school. (laughs) <laughs> was going to see where my dad worked, and my grandpa worked, and my great grandfather worked, and I knew one day that I was going
1: to get to work here. You know, like and you are like, oh, okay, yeah.
3: cool, all right. That's an incredible. You are real
0: people, you know. That when when said, did
1: you, when did you get on with them? Lynchburg. That's a town name. It's a long
0: Lynchburg. Tense. Yeah, yeah. Intense. Well, it it has like a long-standing history. Oh, movement,
1: I know. I am just saying. When Tanks did
0: you town. get involved with?
3: I got involved. Um, I've been with the company uh, for a little over four years now. I worked in the Okanagan as a rep for their parent company, Brown Foreman. Brown Foreman purchased Jack Daniels in 1956. Um, I worked for them with all brands, with all their brands. They're a small portfolio, but the key one being Jack Daniels. Right. Um, but I was really Jack-centric and Jack-focused. Um, and I relate I- to that. What's that? I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I, left the, I left the company for about nine months to go do consulting. And I told them that if there was ever a chance for an ambassadorship, that I would come back in a heartbeat. In a f- of course, right? It just so happened that the day before they p- posted the ambassador role, um, my contracts ran out. Wow. I had more contracts set up, but I had fulfilled my contracts that I had already done with my consulting. Course, and I was yeah. like, okay, Thank you very much. And it was renegotiation time of my contract and I chose not to renegotiate and I chose to move on and see what was next. And I had a whole bunch of other offers to go (laughs) do consulting in various parts of the world and locally. And I just, I I joined LinkedIn that day and the next morning the job popped up I was like, LinkedIn, what is this notification jobs for Jerry? And I looked at him like... Jack Daniels Brand Ambassador. Yeah.
0: And he never went a day again without 10,000 LinkedIn emails. <laughs> yeah. oh, LinkedIn is the worst. <laughs> well, that's what
3: I thought it was. I didn't want to join,
0: and I was yeah, coerced. They
3: were, I had I ran into some friends, and they knew that I had just finished my contract. They were like, go on LinkedIn, join LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, maybe. All right, I will. And the next morning, I got a notification on my phone, and it was for this job. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And <laughs> made some phone calls and went through yeah. some interview process. and.
0: Yeah, you're very naturally outgoing. Do you, do you have you always worked in like this type of role in like in service like, industry? Um, worked in the theater
3: when I was younger. Just always been. And what, I used to be super shy, so that kind of just brought me out of. Really, brought me. Oh yeah, I, like, I can't imagine you being shy. Painfully shy, really small
0: and painfully shy. What do you uh, credit to that changing?
3: Um, probably my decision. My parents' decision to put me in a performance-based uh, high school rather than a, uh, like, sports and... Like, academic? Academic, yeah. yeah they, wow. They, I was supposed to go to one high school. I went there for a day, and my parents were like, no, we gotta, we got to take you away and put you in a theater with a good theater program.
0: What, what capacity within theater were you working? Uh,
3: just, like, uh, everything from writing plays to... Uh, set decor. Um, I mean, I, in high school, I, I, my, my high school, three of my high school, uh, theater professors, musical theater, uh, and drama professors, um, created a course called stagecraft. Cause I lived in the theater so much. It doesn't exist for any other student, but if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have graduated. Really? Yeah. Because I lived in the theater when I, there was, I, I think from the time I was 13 to the time that I was like 18, I did 17 productions. 17. What was your first production? Uh, my first production was a little high school one, uh, Christmas play. And then on from there, I went into summer theater for professional theater uh, doing uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs. It was Jesus my first great. one. And I ran that. We it's ran quite a that jump. For, ran that for almost three months. And then we did an extension of it as well for another two or three weeks.
0: Those are great feelings when uh, the run is extended.
3: Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I lived in the theater. And then I was always doing... Um, a high school working on a high school production during the day and doing studying and reading my lines and building sets and doing stuff for a professional theater production at night so wow. I lived in the theater when I was a kid
0: so you are like almost like was it a it was a static location for a theater or was it on road yeah sheeshwap theater Shoe, okay seven rbc so uh with respect to that was uh um was there a desire at one point within theater to like okay I'm either going to Branch out from this, or I'm going to go. Like cause you say, you did about 17. Oh yeah, right? no,
3: I, I came to Vancouver. Um, I had the reason I moved to Vancouver was I had an in at ABC Television. They did a, a scouting workshop. They were very interested in me in me as a as a project for ABC Television. Wow. So I moved here uh, in '95. I moved here in '90. Was that a pilot program? What, yeah. What was yeah. it for? Uh, a thing called Jobs Version. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they kind of wanted me to. Do a sh- uh, my my pitch for the show like they liked my writing. I wrote my own monologues for the for my pieces that I did for them. They really like that. They like right. my writing. Yeah. They wanted to know who did my writing. I said I did, and then that's kind of when they it started coming together. That's
0: how you write your own ticket.
3: Right yeah. Now. So then they said, well, if you're gonna do a show, what would you do? And I said, well, I would do the first half hour would be the regular what actually happened, and then the second half would be my version, me telling somebody the story. And it would be <laughs> like this grandiose. That's yeah. a great idea. That's a, uh, yeah, and it was just Job's version. So that eventually fell through. I wrote for theater. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a couple uh, um, other television projects that went the distance to show West and stuff like that, but didn't get picked up. I went to Gastown Actors Studio here in Vancouver,
0: did some short films and stuff like that. But yeah, just kind of... That's how she goes sometimes. Edited. But yeah. like, here's the thing about that. Some people never even sniff... Opportunities like that, some people no. work their whole lives and never never totally. ever get approached by any anyone of significance no. ever that's like very incredible and you know I was just talking about this the other day um, if I had uh, if my current discography within production um, was actually uh, benefited by projects I've worked on that are shelved yeah as well as like yeah. what's actually out there, I was trying to imagine like just how how much more robust of a portfolio this is because I, I have, I have projects. i worked with people that are like amazing and right. you know, within music it's, you know, sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's not that different from like television in oh, terms completely. of like, like a lot of times it comes down to funding. A lot of times it comes down to like who owns the rights to it and yeah. what they want to do with it. Cause like artists at the end of the day are like so whimsical. they <laughs> and, and, and that's the beauty of it. Like you want to work with someone who's like very, uh, um, you know, they, they have, the fly by night attitude—it's like a double edged sword. As much as it can kill you, it's like probably the best thing. It's
1: a very nice thing to say. Whimsical Make, Paint it in a positive. It does. But I was trying to yeah. say it as, po- <laughs> as positively as possible because,
0: like, yeah, same with writing and, and all types of uh, all types of stagecraft and and entertainment. The the people you're dealing with, you're managing expectations of these people all the time. Like the, yeah. the passion involved versus like the the functionality and probability of it all. It, it's like you're dealing with this so much back and forth, but. You know, like I was saying, I was thinking the other day. I'm like, man, some of this stuff that happens, you, you just kind of have to like. At one point, you have to just eat it and be like, "Fuck, yeah. like this, this is what it is, yeah. and just kind of rock. A thousand forward, percent. You know? Yeah, I'm. Even I yesterday, that. I went to uh,
3: I went to uh, see uh, Angels in America at Studio Fifty Eight, and I remember
0: I saw you were in the theater. Yesterday. Yeah, I remember.
3: I remember being there. <laughs> I was like August twenty second. I was there. 1994 Mm. I was there um, and I was I was so scared and I auditioned and there was 148 people and I got home and I was one of the 28 that made it and I got home off my vacation that summer and found the letter underneath my door in my basement suite and was like I can't believe I'm going I can't believe I'm going and I didn't go
2: and then yesterday I was
3: walking back there going I I should have I should have gone I should have gone I should have gone into theater I should have pursued theater more I would have loved a life in the theater I would have loved it.
0: You very well could still do that.
2: Oh, for
3: sure. I don't think... Ian Fleming wrote James Bond when he was 44. That's right. (laughs) That's
0: right. Oprah didn't become Oprah until she was well into her 30s. That's right. That's right. Michael Jordan was 56 when he started playing basketball. Do we share the same (laughs) meme, maybe? (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Ian Fleming. He... uh, If you think about the idea that, like, how many people have written action films... Over the course of the years, right like yeah. if we switch mediums for a second year, all the people that have written action films and then you you look at someone like Ian Fleming who wrote novels based on the life of one spy and like fleshed out his world and then then those became films and like like the the idea that like that is an original thought so much to the point that it's it's very hard to compare that to like almost anything else like right. like it almost like flushed like there's a whole genre that's yeah. like, a whole genre how many you know uh, pseudo spy films can you name that you're like that aren't, James that aren't Bond? influenced right at least right. right by massively. a significant margin yeah right yeah. You know, most of them have the same setup where it's like they have the the smart older mentor guy they have or woman and or and then they have like the gadget guy that, the like, gear master well, the gear master
3: yeah <laughs> i mean even look at uh you know i talk to people all the time recently i've, I've said i've said you know when you're, you're a little kid and you want to have all the gadgets and you want to have all the stuff. And I mean, like, nowadays, I mean, I've got to, like, you've, in, in, your, in your backpack, you've got, like, a
0: J.D. Power Bank that's, like... <laughs> in my swag bag that you hooked me up with. Yes. Swag bag. You've got a J.D. Power swag Bank that'll charge he's... your
3: cell phone twice over. And it's... What? It's just about,
0: I don't know, maybe I've three been... times the size of a credit card. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't even gone through this yet. I mean, he's...
3: I have... We have all of the gadgets. Like, I... Two mice. Twenty years ago, if or even fifteen years ago, if I were to pull this out and be like, "What is that? You get a sh- camera on check that?" Check my cool USB drive. What is that? You get a camera on that? there, killer. You know, it like, it's all of this stuff that nowadays I'm like, "Oh, that's oh, nice. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, actually." But like ten years ago, is it you're super like, "Bendy? It looks bendy. It's like the size of a credit card. It's
1: but is it bend?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's plastic. You can bend it. Oh, Yeah. That, right? Okay. Sorry. It looks like you, but." Were. But, I mean, like, even your power bank for your phone, we have all of this technology now that James Bond or Q would have hooked us up with. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Money penny. We've got, like, the cool, like, little lasers and LED keychains and all sorts (laughs) of – every app that you ever want. And we've got something that will tell us the music. What is this song? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we've got all the gadgets that, you know, if you think about it, when you're watching
0: 24 – they were still using fax machines and like really old flip Isn't phones. Isn't that strange? And, like, They're still using like stuff that within the span of the show has like been completely made like obsolete. Irrele- yeah, completely, completely obsolete, obsolete. To- <laughs> totally irrelevant. It's very that that's weird, right? To, like, like the writing yeah. of the show, though, right? That's <laughs> yes, like true. They
1: weren't. They the consultation was not ex- extensive, right? You know what I mean? They're like, uh, ah, what's going on right now? Mm. Okay, well, can't get better than that. Let's keep going with this.
0: Like, well, you know what's funny is a lot of times uh, in this point of this type of topic, people will point to like Star Trek and they show like pads and, iP- yeah. and tablets and then they show like phones and cell phones, communicators, all that stuff. But I, th- I like to think about it from the other side. Maybe, Jerry, <laughs> you, maybe you can relate to this as a writer. Uh, the the forward thinking that it takes, you know, back to that point, the forward thinking it takes just to have, like you have a futuristic setting, right? right? So when you're doing like, on screen hails where you're having video chat things we are using now and like skyping and things like yeah. that skype is like such an amazing tool but it's day-to-day use for some people is like you may as well you know it's like yeah. it's like not for, yeah it's, it's almost like not as applicable right but here's this technology that's like totally capable of replacing all facets of like our old technology but we're still using certain things i find that fascinating about human like human selection like we use like it's like a phone a phone will always be a phone like these guys give me shit because i still call them it's like, annoying okay. it's like annoying. I, yeah, I'll, you, I'll call well, up i'll be like hey show tonight is rescheduled to this this and this and you're like just text, text me. me yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> but i'm like i don't want to text you because if i text you then you're, you might not get it if i call I you a, I, I let
1: my have a i have a read receipt mm-hmm. i let you know that i've
0: read it how dare, still you, calls me. how dare you? How dare come to me with your read receipt? It still yeah. calls we me. We also have
2: a chat line that goes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you in, now, aside when you we well, read. Now, now the other
3: thing is, you can just invite everybody to a group on yeah. any sort true. of so, so, social platform. That's no, true. But you're very, you're very. It's very true what you said. Like you're not going to use. <clears> back <throat> back in the day, it was like. I can't wait to get a Sony Watchman. I'm gonna have TV on my phone, on in my yeah. hand. Right, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. have a Walkman or a Discman, and it's gonna have a television on it. I'm gonna to watch cable. Well, now you can like program your own television like anytime you want. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, endless entertainment at at your um, at your at your fingertips. But the strange thing is too is that now it's funny because texting is especially broken down texies, texting, and now even emojis speak more for us than
0: the actual thing that we
3: yeah. wanted, which was FaceTime?
0: What, that's actually, that, and that's what to I'm saying. To the point we're
3: getting rid of cursive in elementary yeah. schools?
0: The human selection, which is so fascinating about that, is you're right. It's like memes and emojis are replacing full interaction. Yep. And we, we have this technology that allows you to, like we can video chat through a number of different social apps. I, I say Skype, but you can like, you know, for lack of a better word, you can Skype with anyone on anything. Pick yeah. a thing. Pick a thing. You got it. I think you, you may have pocket dialed me video chat. I did. Today. Yeah. You I did. Did. yeah. That's <laughs> and That's I was fun. like, I was like, oh, Jerry Joe, uh, he wants to, he wants to have a video and chat. There right? is keys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, let's go. Hopefully. It's yeah. Just like keys loose, like great pocket. Line. Yeah. I got go to go this goddamn podcast <laughs> tonight. It's like yeah. No the uh, podcast. The, the idea though, but like yeah, those emojis. Back to Star Trek. There's a great episode, the Next Generation, the uh, uh, called Darmok. You, you are familiar with this one. Sorry, I speak Star Wars. That's okay. That's okay. I, I speak that language too. I'll get you on board. That's okay. But listen, this episode, uh, this race they encounter only speaks in what we nowadays in 2016 would describe as memes. That's The only okay. way to describe it. The best way to describe it is like they use stories in their culture to, mm. to explain their emotions. So like the the example they give in the show is like it's like it'd be like if I said to you Juliet on her balcony. You know that we're talking about love, oh, yeah. romance, that kind of thing. But they're speaking in, like, these full, like, phrases. Like, Oh, they're phrasing it out. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Like, yeah. all these, like, crazy whatever phrases. But that's, like, kind of <laughs> what our culture is right now. We're, like, right. turning this weird thing into, like, like if
2: you but see. But it's
1: universal language in that way. True, and that it transcends like our hieroglyphics.
2: hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah, That's true. right; it, it is true. hieroglyphics. They would
1: be so amazed that
2: yeah, we had gone yeah, yeah.
3: all this way through cursive or, and uh, the canon, and you know all of this grand language mm-hmm. expression of language, and suddenly when we got to technology and everything that we ever wanted to express, we could. And we it boiled down to LOL. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or like you know, like a
1: meme or a GIF or an emoji.
0: Yeah. Right? And apparently, yeah. Uh, like dog like head uh, sideways, uh, sideways yeah. looking Mandarin like this. apparently
1: is very story driven like that as well, right? Like, it's oh, very yeah. like image based. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah for sure with the char- yeah, yeah, all the characters, right? But
0: yeah, I saw a TED talk once on Mandarin, how to learn Mandarin very quickly, and it was showing like, it just showed like ten words in a row, but they all kind of are used within each other essentially like man mm-hmm. manufacture man okay like that kind of thing like like so you can be like i'm like you man you factor. and then factual fact and it's like showing you all these different words and it's and then you start to see the similarities between these symbols and like if you don't speak or write mandarin like i'm sure most of us don't do in this room it, you start to see like oh okay oh that doesn't actually seem that complicated and then once you start to understand the meme culture behind it mm-hmm. it's like it's pretty wild but the language like, is so powerful it is very very powerful i think what do you think the next step is? Do you think we, we become so isolated within a virtual reality that we no longer determine that we're going to collectively evolve? Or do you think that the next evolution is that we, we collectively evolve and forego concepts like language and, and we just go right to thought? We're just connecting via thought. Like, like we'll all be in this room and there'll be more commonplace for us all to be texting this conversation to each other, all of us. And my cousin that. had a
3: very interesting... My yeah. cousin, um, his name's Zach Wolk. He was by At Optimisto. If you want to look at some really crazy... Cr- not crazy, but really... At ele- Optimist? Uh, optimisto. Optimisto. At Optimisto. Is he like and, a and
0: forward-thinking kind of guy?
3: Much so. And uh, <laughs> he lives in California. and he Or actually lives in Seattle now. He just moved. Uh, but he... Um, he put me on to the, the theory, uh, a really nice theory about memes that has got me kind of accepting them. Because I was always like, ah, oh, Facebook, it just, yeah, help yourselves, guys, to more Jack. He's like, ah, oh, Facebook, it's just become, I, I said, ah, oh, Facebook, I, I'm getting so bored with social media, it's just become everybody posting memes, and often they're the same memes. And he's like, yeah, but that's, that's angel language. Yeah, and I said what angel language? And he's like, yeah, man. He goes like, everybody, everybody came, everybody understands that it's universal. Everybody, everybody must have been born with some sort of understanding of those concepts, or else we wouldn't latch onto them so much. It's I think so we share them because we share them because it's universal. Yeah, we all Mm -hmm. understand the imagery, we all understand the sentiment, and that's our kind of our initial language is being spoken now through memes. And I was like, okay, but it actually got me thinking about it. Because I'm like, there's some memes that are really connected, yeah. and I don't Absolutely. want to connect yeah. to them because I've seen them a hundred times, I mean, but there's some. shrug
1: emoji is pretty ubiquitous. Like, I don't care <laughs> it's a good what one. language is speaking, you see the shrug emoji and you're like, yep, don't give
0: up." I think it, that's probably because the shrug emoji uh, speaks so much to this apathetic culture that we live within. It's very easy to shrug through even okay. even useful practical facts. People will give you a fact and you'll be like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. meh, meh, meh.
1: <laughs> the same. If you saw a whole string of a conversation, and then one part of it was shrug emoji, you're like, that person doesn't care. But or we're that missing that. We're thing. starting
3: to miss the, I'm afraid that we're going to miss the meat and the substance of language. Yeah. The stuff that makes you go, yeah, you know, like the the art of it, the the way the of subtleties. putting it together. Like, you know, um, I had an acting teacher named uh, Jessica Vanderveen, and she used to say. No, no, you got to go back in, and you got to find the meat of everything. You got to like find the meat in it, like the stuff that makes everybody go. Oh, she's like, you know, she's like how modern MCs when 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 people hear a new song from a really really good MC and it connects with them, they're in their car or they're in the audience or wherever, and they go, and everyone goes, ah, oh, because it's so good. Right. The way that they put that phrase is so good. Right. She's like. Back in the day, when Shakespeare said, "She gets no treats for her lips with sweet meats tainted are," that wasn't just a throwaway line for Romeo and Juliet. That was everybody in the audience going, "Oh, oh shit, what?
0: what?
3: Yeah, you said what? Yeah, bard? like seriously? Bard. And like the shrugged emoji just does not convey that.
0: It does not convey that death
3: or any like
0: you lose uh, so much of that. You know what though? I I'd be remiss right now." If I didn't get to talk to you a little bit about battle rap, I and mean, sure. you perfectly segued the MC conversation, love there. it, excellent. So, look, I've been producing for a long time, but yep. within producing, I have I have had such an affinity for battle rap. I used to do a little bit of freestyle battles back in the day. Yeah, won a few here and there, but the uh, my my total appreciation for that culture comes from. From just being a pure fan of it at the stage like I'm, I'm not jumping in there I'm not doing nothing so but don't you wish you could sometimes actually sometimes I'm th- I like to think about you know like I've had some who, who would you battle well, what would you say against them I've had artists uh, I work with because uh, I see because I'm, pr- I'm producing them so well like, uh, <laughs> like like I produce them in a way that they like they say stuff to me like oh you're like you're my Freddy Roach and shit like that. And yeah. I, I laugh that shit off. But then I think about like, I'm like man, if I could be a Freddy Roach to like, you know, like a Pat's Day yeah. or, or Dirt, you know, like Dirtbag Dan, friend of the show, like he was fucking here recently and stuff like that. Like, like these guys, they don't need that. They're already on some like, of course you know, astral tier. Like, like they're just insane. But I like to look at the the situation for what it is right now and, and you know, in, I gotta, my, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is my question to you with rap right now is, yeah, who are who are you like? Who's your first click kind of guy? Like you see someone come out with a battle, you're like, "Oh, I'm dropping everything this afternoon." Oh, I I'm base weekends. This.
3: I base weekends around Pat's Day. So, so Pat's Day is your <sighs> dude, right? Is that the, the man? I don't know how this guy is not a Canadian icon. I don't know how he is not woven into the fabric of this country yet that people don't know him. Like the, like, the, only,
0: the only reason he's not though is like in in the in the bubble of hip hop culture. Because that's the thing, like, to you and I and anyone who's interested in it, we're thinking about, like, of course he is. Like, to me, Pat State is a Canadian icon. He's that that guy. But to anyone else who's, like, first of all, if you don't even listen to hip-hop, trying to explain a sub- group genre niche like battle rap to them yeah you're you're like you like this music yeah what if i told you there's this type of music where they word fight rhyme you know like they're gonna (laughs) rhyme fight the way to the bed and like the best guy gets judged yeah and like you know it just sounds weird right and then they go like like slam poetry kind of kind of kind of kind of yeah yeah.
3: like like,
0: yeah but like (laughs) but like way more like Yo, yos and like, but it's know, so F-bonds it's so diverse and there's so many
3: great MCs. I just went on a big, uh well, a big, big K. You uh, like Big K? I t- uh, love Big K. See, I
0: like Big K, but I, I feel like I feel like a guy like him is. I'm gonna just take this opportunity to apologize to the boys, but I'm gonna let you know that we did fill your cups so you can feel free to drink and just you know enjoy yourselves. That's
2: okay. That's it, I love big K too.
0: Okay, look at this guy. All right. Now we got a three-way combo. We got a three-way
2: combo going
0: now. Okay, let's get a cheers on that. Let's get cheers. A cheers. cheers let's cheers, get to cheers to on that.
2: Big K. <laughs> He's my favorite.
0: Hmm. All right, so Big K. Yeah. I'm a big fan right. of Big K. I'm gonna say this though. Big K. I think I think uh,
3: Quick question. Sure. Have you ever had anyone leave and go to the washroom on your show?
0: Certainly. Yeah, all the time.
2: I just did. If you go,
0: though, you open yourself to criticism. Man. Okay, okay, I'm coming back, though. I'm talking no, about Big Okay, you go ahead. We'll <laughs> hold this down for a second. All right. I'm going to address that Michael Svedra likes Big K. Hold on a second. Saavedra, I'm going to put you on the spot, son. Are you ready for this?
2: Uh, am I going to offend a bunch of people? I'm pretty sure this is leading <laughs> to me <be> offending somebody. <laughs>
0: no, nah, I won't put you on the spot. But I'll, I will say this. Uh, hey... <clears throat> Uh, Jerry Jobe's a pretty badass guy. I like that guy. Nice guy. He's a nice dude. Friend of the show. I'm pretty confident at this point. <laughs> but
1: have we had any people on the show that are enemies of the show?
0: Sure, certainly. Oh, really? Certainly. Okay,
1: that have made it to Showtime.
0: <laughs> that big, have been on the show. Big fucking Mike Savicja here. Let's get a cam on Mike real quick. This guy right here, easily enemy of the enemy show. Enemy of the show. Like future. I think actually Steve Kitchen once called you uh, not even future current enemy of the show Yeah, well, I, <laughs> on the show.
2: I called him asshole That's funny. on the show yeah, as well. Yeah, asshole. So He's like... Hey, well, like cheers.
0: well, cheers in front of Mike's face.
1: It's a good yeah, camera so shot here.
0: Here. Bang. Boom. How about that? eh, hey, Jack Daniels. Right, right from the rep there. Always love Lee. Oh. How about this So We were
1: at an hour if you want to know.
0: That's cool. I was actually thinking we'd go a little bit later just because yeah, yeah. we had a lot of history lesson in there too. Absolutely. I, I, like, I like Jerry talking about, uh, you know... Uh, it does I gotta background say, pretty... it does
1: sound like Jack Daniels is a master marketer mm-hmm. over
0: time was innovative as fuck. I mean like marketing wise though. He obviously identified well, think about that. It's the like most, the most iconic brand ever right? Yeah,
1: but I mean even Big nailing K? down uh, yeah. the Big, film,
0: Big K One of the most, the most iconic, iconic brands, brands ever, ever. <laughs> The film
1: actors and stuff like that like I don't know. It seems like definitely <laughs> didn't stumble
2: Yeah, uh, did Big K invent the K hole? holder now wipe his head with a
0: dirty sock <laughs> i'll tell you what uh i'm gonna say this so look i i'm speaking from from a, a fan of battle rap for many years i'm not i'm not a guy that just got into it or something like that yeah. I, and, and like i've participated I've, I've known the history before the show we were talking like how'd you get oh. into it and stuff we're talking like wrc's jump yeah, off element league. element league like like we've been in we we can recognize you know, there's a lot of knowledge in this room. So here's what I'm gonna say. I personally think that Big K is a very talented guy. I think he's a very talented battle rapper. I think that the way the crowd loves him is like a very true, honest point. He has like he has these lines that really deliver well to the crowd, and I totally recognize that. What I I feel like is the drawback here yeah. is within the battle rap community, not speaking about King of the Dot, KOTD, mm-hmm. with not... Not including Kotd. If you look at URL, it's Mac. If you look at like any of these other leagues, you know, within Dope Flop, even there's this idea in the general consensus of the community where they want to champion somebody. They want someone to like be the guy that can be unbeatable and beat everyone. And, right. and just like any other competitive sport, it, it switches all the time. Like we were talking a little bit about combat sports earlier. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually you know, the eyes of the world will fall on one guy. Like right now you can say like Conor McGregor is that guy, like the people want him to be that as much as people hate him. People love him. There's like, he's pretty polarizing. I think with big K there's this idea that there hasn't really been a white rapper, street white rapper Mm -hmm. who's capable of getting both white, black and brown all on the same side Mm -hmm. in terms of, of, of enjoying it you know, uh, the culture in one point, because you can look at guys like disaster. Who's like, sure. One of the fucking best ever. Just like, just incredible, incredible skills, top to bottom. Amazing guy.
3: But he's sure. I'm sorry, Karen, I'll
0: let you finish that thought. Well, uh, just in comparatively, I'm just saying that guy, he's, he's transcending those racial lines. Whereas like, I feel like big K's rise is like kind of a holdback to that. Those like racial divides where like people are looking at, Someone like Big K, and they're like, this guy could eat, you know. And they name off names. They're like <laughs> Arsenal, and they, and they yeah. could like, you know, like, like they, they name all these. And you're just like, okay, like yo, he's fucking crazy good. But like, I'm not, I'm not putting him over dudes just because of that. Like, like there's a couple battles I've seen of him where, when you watch footage online, if you're not in person, sometimes that doesn't translate the well sure. same well in video. I recognize that. But like, if there's some battles you see uh online and you're like that's weird how much the crowd is gassing up this guy like this guy is sure. like you know it, it just it doesn't you know it doesn't translate like you know who i felt bad for recently Who's if that? i could if i could point out crowds gassing up people i was watching uh sharon and uh, bonnie godiva yep. this past weekend yeah it was a little late to it but uh i watched it this past weekend it was about 3 a.m just just fucking cranking it loud on the spot mm-hmm. and uh I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, Bonnie's like landing some fucking crazy haymakers mm-hmm. on Sharon, and like, yo, I like Sharon, like, like knowing the guy for a little bit, right? Like, uh, like just through whatever, and like, he's dope, and he was fucking just, it was, it wasn't even close. I understand that, but at the same time, Bonnie's fucking landing lines, and oh, yeah. like the crowd's just like not giving it to her, not that, that, like, it's like, yo, how about some fucking respect for like uh, a battle rapper who comes into someone else's home. Town sure. and battles him at the biggest event of the year. Sure. Oh, you know, and, oh, oh and by the way, she's a female. Like you know, I you mean, know, like that guy. They like there's just no. She's got Carter Deems next. Oh, dude, <laughs> this Carter, weekend.
3: Do you like Carter Deems? I love him. I think. Tumble uh, <laughs> <double> tap. <laughs>
0: I invented that.
3: <laughs> 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 he's, he's uh. He's, he's all right.
0: Yeah, like Carter a lot. Dude, he had that line about, because he's had some seizures uh, issues those last couple years or whatever, and uh, he had some line about, yeah, I, I'm, I'll shake that off or something like that. Yeah. I was like, God damn. That's, yeah. and that, and that's what we're talking about. The subtleties of, of lyrics, the things that don't, uh, translate with memes is like that. The meat of it. Like, yeah. what, like what are you really saying? Like the words you're using, the yeah. choice, it's, it's amazing.
3: And I think battle rap is the, maybe, the, maybe the final frontier of that or the last kind of like bastion of that I think um, because I think that like especially like with my job being an ambassador, I'm out five, six nights a week so I'm out in the club and I know that when trap music comes on, I'm like ah, it just rips my soul out. Like from going to a place, like I was at the Waldorf this weekend and they're playing like I don't know. They're playing all this great stuff. They're playing, um, you know, um, like uh, uh, great far side tracks that aren't the main track. They're playing. That's when you L- when you lost by Souls of Mischief. And I'm like, am I really in a like damn modern? Kind where of were setting? you there?
0: Where were and you? They played that? that's when
3: you lost or um, uh, other fish in the sea. Yeah. They're not playing the like the lead track. Where, they're playing like the B side. Where is were, the were Waldorf you? Waldorf this weekend. Waldorf, yeah. Yeah. On Saturday night, I stopped by there, and I'm like. Really, like, this this is this is they're playing you there? so many
2: good nights like
3: that. i right? Right and and like, like this there's this so many good DJs then then right now that sudden, are doing that here. All in of a sudden, at some point, they decided, okay, now it's, and I'm like, oh, like, I just hyped you in that song. We just made up, just had me so stoked that you know who those people are. I had somebody playing, uh, do it to the crowd, and I'm like. More I went up to him and I requested more King Shameek. I was like, please can you play some more King Shameek?
0: Damn King Tw- Shameek, like, son.
3: I mean thank you for very much for playing uh, the, the greatest hits of uh, Twin Hype and King Shameek. Can you play some more King Shameek <laughs> for just me? Fucking I mean, just fucking throwing this out there. Scared, right? Yeah, just throwing and this out there. King like, Shameek. He was killing himself lot. he was like, more King Shameek. you're so funny. And then it was
2: Simon Dividend Jerry Job,
0: Jerry Job, your your mumble rap uh impersonations are Spot on. spot on spot on fucking I, I, I spot did you like track that bang. i did you like that i was able to hype you on a song you were making up <laughs> as yes. you were doing it
2: <laughs> I like <laughs> Um, do it heard, heard i'm pretty sure i've heard that i'm like confident so right? yeah. It's, yeah. It's tell you, but with battle joking. rap
3: it's like it's like you've got two guys they're acapella they have written for each other which was back in the day it was huge no i mean i i used to compete in sound wars here at ubc back in the day like and it was like if you couldn't like when i got to vancouver i was like i was a really good mc written but i didn't know shit about freestyle like and delivery you not freestyle like right. i'd get in a cipher and i'd spit some like bars and guys would be like yeah okay like that's good written stuff but they'd be like other guys would be like you know doing the palm gesture to me like who is this kid like
0: written get yeah. out of here yeah. with your
3: written and yeah. it was like okay now you got to learn how to freestyle. But stuff.
0: now you'd be a god now but now <laughs> when,
3: but when, that's why that's why when i saw pat in the elements league and i saw i saw you know him 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 in the elements league i was like oh my god there's a place for me to compete mm-hmm. with writtens and it's not whack. Yeah, not only is it not whack, it's expected. It's expected. It's expected. And now, now it's like all these angles and all this other stuff. I I don't know. For me, I, I don't like it. Like, okay, Big K, Big K as an example said, well, excuse me for actually rapping.
0: Yeah. Right. That, see, that's what I'm about. I'm like, yo, undeniably dope. He's like, not how he's slowing j- it
3: down. He's not repeating stuff. I hate how people like like school bus, lunch kit, wheels on the bus go round and
0: round, you know, like they repeat. Like, that's the thing. There's a kid twist line from maybe like one or two world doms ago, and he said like he's like I slow John it Tarnes. down. Can we call Just them kidding. Dub Doms? A couple of Doms. Two dub Dub Doms
2: He's
0: like, he's like so if I have so to like slow like it down. Me. He's like, yeah, he's like, if I have to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want you as a fan. Like that kind right. of thing. And like, which is dope. And like, that's how I, like, because as a listener, I'm like, I'm like, like, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. People are listening out there. Maybe you just casually listen to rap. I totally respect that. I remember a point when I was listening to rap. That's right. I remember the point when I listened to rap and I would listen to the melody of stuff. Like for right. sure. Like I was like probably 13 or 12 when mm-hmm. I heard it like that. Right. But, but I listened, like when I was to rap, like I guess because... At some point, you're so through the, you know, the the door, like you're all the way past the curtain, and you're like whatever to the next stage, like you're listening to every seri- every single syllable, every lyric, like you you are there, like you don't. Yeah. So when people are repeating it, you're like, who are you repeating it for? Because like I'm fucking already with you. Like yeah. in fact, when you see crowds in battle rap and they repeat lines, yeah, with yeah, the crowd, yeah. I'm like. That that just show you right there. You don't have to repeat nothing. No, like,
3: but what's happening now is is that everyone will, they'll get to the they'll they'll do the setups. They'll be like something 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 some some something 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 some some something 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 some some and everyone will go crazy and then they'll be like run it back, bring it back, bring it back, yeah. and everyone's like bring it back, do that again, or they have to to mm-hmm. keep their memory or flow going, and they'll be like I said this song this, and then the whole crowd will be like. That that punch. Yeah. That punch. That and the whole crowd will yell out the last punch. You know what was great is uh was unbelievable was uh Lee versus versus Enes. Yo. He had he had the Michael Jackson Remember the Time where he did the he had to run that back three times, and every time he does it, the crowd says it with him. They louder. know his line yeah, louder like, than he's saying yeah. it.
0: Yeah, That shit right there is exactly why I, I stick around and, like, watch it. Because, like, yeah. clearly there's fans that are capable of, like, a, paying attention B, right. reacting accordingly like do you remember like that's how like they used to start battles they'd be like please react accordingly yeah, like right. you know like they that's yeah. thing that, no, that's, that's the that what's missing that's right, right. That, and that's what's missing from like those sharon Bonnie godiva battles is like they they have like this kind of weird aesthetic to it where it's like look we're just gonna do the battle like actually to tell you the truth I'm actually a fan of like the pre and post interview mm-hmm. thing because yeah. that's really yeah. how you develop like the story, um, like story, yeah. character, for sure. Like I don't know, like for what it is, we're huge fans of pro wrestling here. We're huge fans of combat sports in general. The the narrative is what's important to me. The narrative behind it, like right. even everything we've talked about Jack Daniels earlier today. Yeah, Jack Daniels, fantastic product, right? But the but narrative, what's the, story? What's the narrative right? behind, the behind it? The narrative How is do we is get like, to hear? Right, exactly. One hundred fifty. Have
2: that. It's just. Right, it's just a whiskey. Right, Right. you know, it's just whiskey. Right, it's It's a whiskey.
0: Right, but the narrative behind that whiskey is like exactly like it stands on its own as a product. But then, like you're like once you know the narrative, it's like oh my god, like that's what makes it. But that's the story, right? right? Like,
3: and that's the thing. I'm not an ambassador. I'm a storyteller. I'm carrying this story on my shirt. I wear Mm. this. I wear this story. I'm to tell this story. But this story is on everybody's shirts. This story is on your favorite rock and roll
0: album. This story could be. Well, exactly, but now imagine. Could be your story. Imagine a battle could be rap your story, right? Now imagine switch let's, let's just the battle rap. Yeah, so yeah. let's say we have an iconic product within battle rap, which I think we do within KOTD. Yeah. Now imagine the the idea instead of doing commercial spots like our town. Right. Imagine they're like, no, we're just gonna go right to the to the product. Right. So so now like they do battles. I can appreciate the fact that yeah they're like fifteen twenty minutes long or whatever. Right. You can't give me three minutes of an intro and, and five minutes of post battle, or like another thing I really hate is like the lack of judging nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Like I hate that people are like, "Oh, so and so 3-0'd him," or like "so and so ate him." Like no problem. I'm, I think to myself,
2: I'm like, "I'm like you've got to be fucking crazy." The the few that I went to when it was just like with you here in the city. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the way I, I about could it. I could not like get into it. Mostly because it's like the Battle of the Bands concept where it's like, oh, man, like I brought like fucking nine or ten of my friends and And they all cheered loudly. "Ah." But it was just like me and him. He was way better than most of those guys that were up there and like just floored them. But I'm the only guy that came with him that night. So I don't so, okay. sound as loud so, as like those like yeah, fifteen dickheads right. in the corner. So I get this like San Jose second round it's exit. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yo, know, like squeaked out the first win. That's I mean, the
3: kind <laughs> of crap
0: we're like. Well, that's a, that's that's
2: the thing, so okay, contest. but
3: let's take that back. Let's take that back to what I was saying earlier. You have to be, and this is why I look at people and I'm like, you know what I hate? In, you know what I hate in battle rap? I hate when people stop and they're oh, you're all sleeping, you're all sleeping on me, <laughs> yes. you're all sleeping on me. It's like, no, what you said wasn't hot. And in fact, you just acknowledged what you said wasn't hot by We're acknowledging the fact about it that nobody got behind you. You have to be an MC. You have you know, move the, the crowd. crowd. Like, get out yeah. there and move the crowd. If you're the most hated, look, look. Pat stays been the heel disaster has been the heel. Everybody's been the heel, but they've turned around and said, well, I can get this crowd, but you have to steal the crowd. You have to get out there. That's right, man. That's a hundred percent right. Right. And then, and then there's people that you hate on for actually stealing the crowd. Like there's people like Joe and I, where his very divisive character in, in hip hop and in battle rap, but in some stuff, he's like, people are like, Oh, giving him way too much credit, too much credit, and then other people for something so basic. Yeah, and then other stuff where he says something really, really dope, and you're like, oh, and then they don't give him
0: credit. So it's like, but how do do you feel about that guy personally? How do you feel about Jonai? Because like my own opinion about him is I. I can't get beyond his voice. He I,
3: thinks he's—he honestly, that dude thinks he's talking in metaphors, fi- four fives and sixes. Like he thinks he's like way beyond. It's, you're not way beyond. You're just looking at the lowest common denominator and going two steps above that. I, I and feel that, like he—and that's acknowledged as being good genius. Enough. Yeah. it's good enough. not. It's I, not. I remember for. Uh, do I appreciate him as a performer? Do I want to see him? Do I want to see him go up against daylight? Yeah, but sure. Today, it's the same thing. I'm Still like. Still,
0: it's the same thing where I'm like. Like you were you are You're incredibly it. dope in this one aspect of hip hop. The one pocket, but that's as soon it. as you get out of it, it. you do these that's antics it. that no one gives a shit about.
3: You know, and I and I'm and I'm like that on some battles with Arsenal too. But I watched Arsenal during Cortez uh, versus Cortez today, and it was crickets the whole time. I haven't watched that yet. But, but cricket Fest. But it was that's why I didn't watch it yet. It was all, was, but Arsenal brought it. I followed Arsenal for all three rounds, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, you just like you, yeah." there you go that's good consistent writing mm-hmm. but these guys sometimes they just don't put forth the effort or they put forth the effort f- based on their view of a lowest common denominator in the audience Seeny. and going I'm gonna just talk about Genesis and the Bible and Exodus and and they're flipping through Bible for quotations and then looking at schemes and trying to put something together that's gonna wow that guy and then if it doesn't they go oh it's over your heads yeah, it's all over your heads. I'm way beyond. Y'all get here. that next
0: time. Y'all get that. My, <laughs> re- rewind the tape. We'll watch it at home. You'll my, get that. My, uh, you said earlier, like the thing you hate is like when they, when they like, oh, y'all sleeping on me, blah blah blah. Like the thing I hate the most is when they go, really, really. really? <laughs> yes, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, really. I wish you did better.
3: Yeah, and especially <laughs> when you
1: slowed it down and repeated yourself twice. We still didn't think it was that hot. That's the thing, like... There's a scene with the spirit of rap, in my opinion, and I haven't seen this, obviously, but, like, the notion of, like, a pre... Like, kind of, like, a predetermined burn. Like, you've been planning it. Like, maybe you bust it I out, mean, originally,
0: like... like maybe the, I'm way off well, base. Well, no, like, for... Well, it's not that off base. Like, what you're describing is, like, how it was. Like, that's how it used oh, to be. Oh, okay. Like, nowadays, I I it's... It, it, like, we're talking about the... It's funny, we say this a lot, but like the, the best comparative value in battle rap nowadays is MMA. It's the mm-hmm. best way to describe yeah, sure. it. Because you have cards, you have promotions, you have interviews, you have people that are like drawing more than other people. So they, like, but their, here's, their the their other, here's the other thing. Along with MMA, when you first started out,
3: you had this dude's crazy style and that dude's laid-back style yep. versus this dude's cool cadence versus this mm-hmm. guy's mm-hmm. freestyle mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. And now it's all become, okay... This guy is- This let's. We all have to fit in this sort of format where it's like, mm. okay, now I'm gonna do gun bars, and I have to like show you how big my ratchet is. Yeah.
0: And do I you remember can- when Fre- This is one of my favorite moments ever in the two on two, Grizzle Mania two, I think. Okay. It and uh, it's like, it's like uh, Fresco and Real Deal versus yeah. Franchise and Star Eater, yeah. formerly known as. Uh, I hate yeah. that dude Well, I love that guy I hate That's that That's the thing else, I love him That dude is so Bo- Yo cool. Fresco does like the big Ooh the big gun bar yeah. Ratchet, Something about Ratchet and Clank yeah. He pulls out the He's like pull out that Ratchet and Clank And the rebuttal <laughs> of that Is perfect He's just like Yo what kind of gun is this <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like Like what kind of gun is Like a like bow gun Yeah like bow gun like Shoot DNA bows The machete spray Exactly <laughs> like The machete spray What Like what DNA is a uh, is his own fucking topic for sure. But like Yeah, he's I guess like
3: a mixed up young cool J. To
0: kinda like <laughs> to kinda pull things into perspective though. Yeah. I, I think what we're saying is we both appreciate uh true lyrics for what they are. We appreciate strong deliveries and strong performances from MCs. I don't really think there's any room out there in this climate where like Look, just in podcasts, there's a quadrillion podcasts out there. You can choose anything. If you watch us every week, God love you. You're the fucking best. Yeah. But, like, if if you look at, like, battle rap, dude, you're already fighting with everyone that just listens to music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you already have to be that much more fucking compelling, that much more entertaining. And that's why, originally, when you're, like, past day, in my opinion, he's a first-click kind of guy. Like, I click. Like I see a past I, I day battle. I'm, like, f- a fucking race like you got a pay-per-view coming up dude i I plan that shit just like i watch the ufc i'm like i'm like oh 205 in new york's gonna be crazy fuck yeah yeah. oh do you know this is coming up blackouts coming out this kind of thing like i watch it like that
3: yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, like, Pat hasn't let me down in certain things. Like, the Sirius Jones battle, I was like, oh, you just, oh, what are you doing? See, right? that, like, yeah, even that, like, he... But still, like, there's guys like him that can be so on beat. Like, his his third against Calico is brilliant. Like, he does so many things that are, have such great, like, when he breaks into cadences and he has stuff that I can flow to and then he switches and does all that kind of stuff. It's like, It's like, okay, now as an MC... From an MC perspective, you you've got that mm, uh, factor. Yeah. You've got me mm. going, oh, uh, right? Like you've got me going, oh my god, like, you know, you've got me you've got my jaw on the floor. Sharon has a couple of those moments. A couple of them. But
0: not not as consistently as not I want. As consistently.
3: Like, no, he's got like way too much way too much in his in, in everything. And then he's trying
0: I, I find Sharon to be too predictable most of the time. Yeah. Like just just as sure. a writer, I'm sure like people that don't write any type of music or any rhymes or anything. Which is
3: which is ironic because he's best when he's unpredictable.
0: Which is amazing. His, his freestyle games, and that's my thing. I'm like I'm like whoa because sometimes I I reevaluate what he's freestyling and I think to myself this guy is like some alien life form like he's got some yeah. other fucking thing. But then when when I check out his riddance... Like, some of the stuff he did versus Bonnie, I was like, I know where you're going. Yeah. Right, like, as soon as right. your setup Gee, comes in, uh, that kind of thing. It's the same as, like, within comedy. Within comedy and, and you're, like, setting up punchlines, you have this, like, there's going to be this, like, formula where it's, like, beat, sure. beep, beep, beat, punchline. But line, there's a difference beep, beep, between, you know, like, like, Larry the Cable Guy and Stephen Wright. I'm fucking amazing yeah yeah that's the thing on <laughs> the spectrum I mean? of that but that's what I'm saying like somewhere within that that exact comedian spectrum you just laid out Stephen Wright unbelievably that's fucking original guy. I'm just saying like yeah but like no like Larry like the KO a guy
3: highbrow sort of like uh, right
0: and then there's like this very predictable my issue
3: is with the battle rappers know. who think they're being highbrow like guys like Joe and I or guys like yeah, uh, like think Temple. about it, think about it, and it's like no, we didn't have to think about it, nor did you have to repeat it. We got it the first time, and it was and it sucked. Bring back Soulcon,
0: Temple Tap. I invented, <laughs> invented that. that, right? That's what makes that dope, right? Yeah, even Head Ice. I like him because he's like he'll get weird. Yeah, I love I love Head Ice because you know Ice what I, <laughs> man. You know why I love Head Ice, and <laughs> and this might sound like whatever like I kind of always liked him but the thing that really endeared me to head ice was when he battled Pat's day and Pat's day was doing that like shit I remember we used to drink 40s in jail yeah I got of shit and I, I remember watching that and thinking like if you watch the footage Head Ice cracks up and is laughing. Is like that was. It's a like, great battle, dude. And that's what hip hop is. It's like, man, you just fucking you. You burn me so bad, I can't help but laugh. That's word to
3: Devin Stone.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Watch Organic lose it in that battle. Watch
0: Organic and Pat just go. Organic, is, I, I,
3: that's a rewind point, right? Because Devin mm. Stone, right, is like the whole focus of the Pat Holohan thing and then, and then and then Head Ice is like I put that on Devin Stone, Stone yeah <laughs> it's like, dude like, oh, that roommate yeah. sold out I fucking so great I
0: can't tell you how, so how well I relate to that man. Like, like I love that so much and, and that's part of the culture I love man and to tell you the truth I could probably I could probably say like you know, speaking for these guys, I'm sure they they're loving all this comic book. But like I like we could probably do a whole goddamn episode on, on
3: These guys have been very instrumental in, in putting this on the table. Is that a
1: pun instrumental? <laughs> I'll
0: tell you the truth, Svedra is a fucking big K fan and uh, Yeah, you know, right? You know, big K, right? right? Big time. Big, big K. T- big K, big time. Right? <laughs> and uh, It whistles you know. like a nerf ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. We have uh, we have a pretty good uh, appreciation of uh, this stuff, but like Honestly, the format of this show can't contain all the amazing that you have to bring, and I have to say, we probably we just didn't have even to. talk
3: Star Wars, comic books. We movies, did do nothing, nothing.
0: Will you come back on and we talk? We did Ian Fleming though. We did, touch, we did touch. We did touch Ian I Fleming. Will you come back and talk comics with us any
3: day of the week, any week? For real? Okay, I
0: appreciate that, man. Yeah, oh, I love it. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, how can people? Follow you if they want to follow you online. Is this a thing we can push? Sure. (laughs) Um,
3: You can, anything that you do with Jack that is a uh, responsible way and a respectful way of uh, enjoying the product or working with the the brand. uh, Just hashtag, I'm with Jack. I'm with Jack. Jack is, you know. Jack is with you. Right. and You are with Jack, so I'm with Jack. Hashtag um, I'm with Jack. If you want to follow me, I'm. It's really simple. I'm Jerry Job. It's G for Jerry, J for Job. Jerry Job uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, that's at Jerry Job. At Jerry Job. Jerry Job. Goddamn. Right? JJ. GJ.
0: I like the way you roll. I like and the way this with happens.
3: With a G and not with a J. <laughs>
0: I'm here with Jérémy Joubet. Uh, Jérémy Joubet. Of Choix rivier Jérémy yeah. Joubet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you guys are awesome. Ah, oh, come on. We're okay. We Six out have a, out of ten.
1: Maybe few, three it's the jack of us.
0: We're fueled dude, you by guys the JD. Are awesome. Wait, maybe we'll get a little Philip here before yeah, we do our little outro. Philip so. Banks, right? Phil. Uncle Phil? Little Uncle Phil? Phil. Phil. I'm Philip Banks. Phillip Banks. <laughs> Phillip Banks. <laughs> judge 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 <laughs> Phillip <Banks>. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly.
3: Honestly, you guys are amazing. Thanks for having me. And oh, uh man.
0: you're friend of the show now. I, I hope you know so. that that comes with title of like anytime you ever want to come on. Anything hey, like anytime, man. I don't know how to do this tuesdays bump, uh, are slow
3: in vancouver and i'm free we'll bump other people for you it's okay or is it wednesday
0: today i actually don't know is it still tuesday it's tuesday. 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 <laughs> tuesday. i actually don't know thanksgiving <laughs> threw me off i had a i had a, a thanksgiving accidentally, accidentally <laughs> on purpose last night really accidentally on purpose yeah what was, what was well, that thanksgiving say thanks normally uh, so was thanksgiving gave, this weekend was and we did like we had a bit of a bereavement uh, situation this weekend and so like i had a fast uh fast that's okay he was a great guy super good guy long life very charming dude and you know we we love him man he's a good guy but um the uh yeah we like kind of accidentally on purpose had thanksgiving didn't really plan on it and all of a sudden i was like just dude i got stuffing and yams and i was like right it's good times i didn't think i was gonna have this till next week actually this guy it's his birthday this week so uh this is a good little little start (laughs)
1: savedra <laughs> say happy birthday
0: happy birthday to savedra ladies happy, happy
2: birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday, birthday
0: dear savedra and the guy in the window waving
2: and happy birthday to you and many yes. jack that's right that's right oh, thank you <laughs> and Jack Daniel and Big K that's pretty (laughs) nice actually and
0: one Big K and one Big K uh, ladies and gentlemen up there, uh, if you want to follow Intergalactic Interviews, you can do so by going to intergalacticinterviews.com. You can also follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. We're also on SoundCloud, but God knows how much longer. Always don't cut SoundCloud until hey, SoundCloud goes out of business. Just letting you know it's still getting good. there. It's still, uh, it's still good. It's still good. still good.
1: I listen no. to many podcasts on SoundCloud only. Still good. Well, enjoy your
0: time then because you know all it's right, coming. All right. But anyway, our RSS feed is hosted via SoundCloud, so we'll be on there until the end of time. But uh for the record, if you wanna follow us, please go to iTunes, please go to Stitcher. That'll serve your follow Mac us on Instagram. or Android. That's right. Even ben. if you have a Galaxy Note 7 that's exploding, we can uh, definitely they still... You should not have that. That's what <laughs> you call. If you have a Galaxy Note 7. Just saying. Put you call away, for the fireproof box. No, You still, still like, have that. I
1: think they're giving full refunds now. So yes, but, but they, they sent you a fireproof box
0: yeah, they, and gloves. They did send <laughs> you a
1: Yeah, they, they the do, box. actually. Yeah. I was
3: on a flight uh, flying a week and a half ago and they were like, and you can do this with your apps, and do this in your apps, and do this with your apps. Unless you have a Galaxy Note
1: 7. Please do not turn it on.
0: In <laughs> charge of you the plane. Please, for the love
2: of God, do not turn Identity it on. By yourself. Mm. You are You're not allowed
1: on most flights now, I think.
2: You're now on a list. You're not. No. Well, Exactly. In the States. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they're taking care of it, because, uh, you know. It's, it's insane. A, sorry, all right. It's only like, a, what, a fucking $7.3 billion loss? Yeah. For them. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's not... It's not a surprise because
0: it's not the brand quality we can come to expect from Jack Daniels. Guys. Oh, so oh, it's yeah. oh 150 <laughs> years. 150 years of <laughs> excellence. Jack
1: Daniels will set fire if you light it. <laughs> we actually have a product called Jack Fire.
3: That's right, you know brand new that. on the market, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I I to that. That
2: that's I'll give you some, some shots. I,
3: I will say this I will give Big K any Jack product that he wants, including a, a Okay, Jack Big Dennis K, shirt. you check Start this Big out.
0: You know what, I'll, I'll reach out and see what happens. Reach out to Big K. I'll, I'll do it up, um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to follow Michael Savedra,
2: how can you do so online? <laughs> yeah, just follow me at the Saavedra on Twitter. It's probably the only place that I actually post things. <laughs> if you want to follow Seamart, how can you do so?
1: It's. Uh, do you not notice I, ch- wait, before
0: you say it, do you notice I changed it online? I did. Okay. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, you didn't. What did you say? So the running gag is Seamart goes, I know I, you uh, know. I, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow me. <laughs> really? So that's it's the gang. gang really. Yeah, but I, I've changed it online because I actually write his quote. Like, well, how do you follow him? I'm like, well, Seymour says I Boomsday wouldn't.
1: Alliance. That's right. I says
0: I wouldn't, but I would check out yeah, Boomsday, Boomsday Alliance on, uh, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. It's a great Instagram. It is blowing up, so if you guys want to check it out. Honestly, it's a really good Instagram. It is pretty good. It's, it's very bother. interesting. <laughs> Still, just uh, don't bother is what he really <laughs> yeah. just says. Not for me. For yeah. them. For everybody. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at MD underscore Boomsday. That's all across the board. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Diggity blow. Uh, <laughs> please follow Instagram, Intergalactic Interviews. It's one word. It's very Very excited easy. for next week. Super excited for next week. Super excited for this week. Last so week, good. all weeks. Thank you very much for listening to us. What's next week? Oh goddamn! We have uh, superstar loo- wrestler Kenny Lush, the loose cannon
2: Kenny Lush. Oh no! <laughs> yes. Kenny he's Lush at a ten thousand thumbtack death match. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Rickshaw Theater, <laughs> October twenty second. Are you interested? You should come with us. <laughs> no. yeah, absolutely. All right, because like I'll when tell is you, that show. It's uh, it's the twenty second. Twenty second. Yeah, it's gonna so he's, be. He's the coming goal? on on the Monday. So that we we've had go.
0: uh, we've had some. Friends, it will be great. <laughs> friends of ECC Dub before on the show, cool. which is uh, the the local elite Canadian Championship Wrestling. Um, this is but, wise yeah. pro
2: wrestling, bud.
0: And the, and we've also had WP Dub on the show, but this will be Kenny <laughs> Lush's first appearance on the show, so we're very excited for this. Yeah, WP Dub, wise, what is it? Wise pro, wise pro wrestling. Wise pro wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> now, it's uh, price. Price. but uh yeah.
2: P-dub. very excited to have you here though very excited, excited, excited. Jerry Jobe awesome, we did a good time
0: look at
3: that Jerry job. you're really top tier just, times, just really. enough to time run out of nice, the mice, bottle nice, right
2: everybody
0: is right there ladies and gentlemen thank you very much Thanks for tuning coming, in man. we'll thank see you, you all next week when we uh, sit down with uh, the Kinetic Kenny Lush Hold on, did oh.
2: we get his content? We, yeah. we did. Okay. Sorry, sorry.
0: That was before all the all preamble. preamble. <laughs> oh, Let's cheers. have a cheers, though. We end this right here. Cheers, here, boys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll see you Great all next episode. week. To well. Love you all. We'll that empty bottle for this yeah, one. Yeah, good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> good game.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>